Um, so I want to uh, spend just a minute um, talking to you about God's uh, presence. And um, I know, uh, and I want to connect this, uh, this idea for you uh, to uh, personal revival. Uh, there's been some talk uh, about um, uh, something going on uh, amongst university students uh, across the country and specifically one place. Um, but I want to talk to us and, and help us understand like what, um, how we should understand that and think about that. Uh, but also uh, help us understand what that looks like in our personal lives. And so I want us to, to understand that God is at work. Yes? Like God is at work, full stop. We don't have to qualify it. Like he is working. And he is at work in those who believe, and he is at work in those who don't. That he is constantly drawing people to himself that don't know him, but those that do know him, right? He is working in their lives to continue um, to be a stronger and stronger presence in their life. So we are all going to experience this differently, but God's spirit is a marker for his present, uh, presence and his activity. Um, if you have your Bible with you, I want you to look real quick at John 16. And this verse highlights the main ministry to the Holy Spirit in the believer's lives. And I think it's really helpful for us to be reminded of what that ministry to us is. And it says this in John 16, 13 through 15. And when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine and disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. See, in the believer, right, the Holy Spirit is seeking to move us, right, from levels of ignorance, right, to levels of truth. He's trying to lead us away from our way, right, into God's way. That the Spirit is seeking to bring order out of our usual chaos, right? And we need this, don't we? Right before this verse in John 16, 8, he talks about this ministry to the, um, to the person that is not yet his child. And he says, and he, speaking of the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Right, sin, that, that sin is what God does not want, right? It is not his plan, right? That, that none are righteous, but yet Jesus is. And that outside of relationship with him, there will be judgment, right? The Holy Spirit comes and is working through the word, right, to make those things known. So as we think about this idea of revival and how it may impact us individually right that we want that to break out yes right we want revival but it must happen individually before it happens corporately or communally and we can enter into conditions in which God can revive us and so this is really helpful for us so there's two scriptures I want to remind you of if these are not ones that you're familiar with the first one is Hosea chapter 10 Verses 12 and 13. And it's thinking about this idea of, of what is God wanting us to do to prepare, to prepare renewal in our own lives. 
And Hosea 10, 12 through 13 says this. He's speaking to the people of Israel. Sow with a view to righteousness, reap in accordance with kindness, break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord until he comes to rain righteousness on you. You have plowed wickedness, you have reaped injustice, you have eaten the fruit of lies because you have trusted in your way, in your numerous warriors. And he's talking about this idea that as we go our own way, right, our, our hearts are calloused. The, the things that bring life, right, have been, have been covered over, right? It looks like a, a ground where no grass or no crops can grow. And so he says, says, I want you to understand that that's your fault, right? I am at work, right? I am active. You need to prepare for me, right, for my presence to make a difference in your life. He says basically the same thing in Jeremiah 4, verses 3 through 4. For thus says the Lord to the men of Judah and to Jerusalem, break up your fallow ground and do not sow among thorns. He goes further, circumcise yourselves to the Lord and remove the foreskin of your heart, men of Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. That each prophet is calling for revival, Right? in individual men and women. And he's saying it starts with you, that I am active, I am always working. But are you ready to let me work? And I think this is an important message for us because we are, right, used to just kind of being fallow. (laughs) We're waiting on God to do something and yet God actually is waiting on us. You ever thought about that, that God's not dormant? That where is God? Well, He's all around. He's active. He is prompting people. He is convicting people, but we are not responding. But we want people to respond, and so we need to understand what this looks like. So a couple things. As we think about this idea of renewal, I want you to think that inherent in this idea is this idea of fresh life. Anybody in here want fresh life versus stale life? And with this idea of fresh life, it's specifically against that which stale and unmoved. Right? Revival is the antithesis of the status quo. That it is newness. It is constantly churning. It's constantly digging stuff up to produce new growth as opposed to just letting it be. Revival also includes this idea to, that we are needing to come back to something that we have forgotten. Anybody need to do that? Something that was at one point so meaningful and so pointed has been lost. And lastly, inherent is this idea of recovery. That I have again what I once thought was lost to me and now I f- have found it again. Learning that it was more meaningful than I ever remembered. And so in in this, uh, as we have visited these ideas, as we close, I just have some, some, um, I want to show you a pattern in us that we can help recognize uh, that we are responding to God as we should, because again, he is always active for his kingdom, for his purposes. He is always active in us and the people around us. And so there's, a, uh, there's an author, Mark Sayers, in a book called Reappearing Church uh, that I would recommend to everybody. But he has, he has six things that he does. I'm just going to list these real quickly as I close. But the first thing that he talks about as we are looking for personal revival 
is the question, do I have a holy discontent? Right, are we discontent right, with going through the motions? Now, we can go through the motions with the best of them, but am I, am I content with doing that? This is where it starts, that we have a holy discontent that I want something more. I want something fresh. I don't want just what I've had in the past. And he describes it like this. Do I have a deep satisfaction with the low state of my faith, the church, and culture? Am I dissatisfied with the things around me? Not, not um, discounting our blessings, right? But, but I don't want things can be different, right, with God. So as we have, if we can recognize holy discontent in ourselves, this is huge as it relates to revival in our own lives. The second thing he points out is, is God taking me through a time of preparing me for change? This is a great question. Is he taking me through a time of preparing me for change? If you're like me, nobody likes change, right? We want things to be like they are forever. I want to look like I do forever, right? I want this. Uh, if I like my situation, I want it to go on forever. But God is all the time preparing you for change, regardless of what, if you want to or not. And so are we ready for that? And this generally comes through regularly practicing confession and repentance, right? Am I regularly looking for the things that I need to confess before the Lord? Am I regularly looking for the things that I need to repent of to walk away from? And so as we have holy discontent, as the Lord takes us through a time of preparing us for change, then he moves us into a time of what he calls contending prayer. That as, I, that as I'm discontent, that as I'm looking for God to move, then I begin to pray that, that, that the Lord would move me from, from a person that simply consumes and one that is passive to one that is contending for Him to be more in my life. Is that something that we want? Do we want God just to bless us or do we want more of Him? Because guys, He hasn't come to, to just give us things. He's come to give us Himself. Right? He's come to give us relationship with himself. And that is where the change comes from. Not something ancillary, but something personal. Now, as we begin to pray and ask for God's presence, that it come with power in our lives, we then roll into what he calls holy patterns. And he says this, that he, is, that he begins and we want to reorient our life around patterns that enable us to live and operate in God's presence more regularly. And that actually is one of the things that we're going to talk about um, in our time away this weekend, is how we can do that better. We talk around those things, but what does it look like to live in God's presence and to, um, and to uh, be blessed and benefit from that relationship? And then lastly, think about as people individually do that, right? That there becomes a people, right, that, um, that commit themselves to... Uh, to reconsidering and recapturing holy patterns in their lives. And this is what he calls it creates a remnant. That is a group of individuals being renewed by God who come together to contend for more of him. That there are other people that God is doing that work in, right? The other people are, are, are tilling up their fallow ground or wanting more than what they're used to. They want more of God's presence, not less.
And then lastly, he talks about that this goes into this period of renewal for all God's people. And it starts with individuals being, uh, having holy discontent and then doing something about it. And so my challenge to you guys as we uh, uh, come, and uh, if y'all want to come down and um, lead us in one last um, worship song, as we go just into our small group time and we look at our passage in Psalm uh, 51, 10 through 17, I just want to end by uh, reading that. Right, that this, uh, this scripture speaks of the revival that comes right from wanting God's presence and seeking his presence instead of the other things we seek. And it says this, create in me a clean heart, O God, and, re- and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Do not cast me away from your presence. That's a key word. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit, one that wants to come into your presence more and more. And then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted to you. Deliver me from blood guiltness, O God, and the God, uh, O God, the God of my salvation. Then my tongue will joyfully sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips that my mouth may declare your praise. For you do not delight in sacrifice, otherwise I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. Let's pray. Lord, it is my honest prayer, Father, that we would be discontent, uh, Father, if we are not regularly enjoying your presence. That we would understand that the relationship that you want for us is not one that's far off or not one where we are just available as we need you. But, Father, that we are in intimate, dependent relationship with you all day long. And, Father, that as you are a constant presence in your life, that that is going to Uh, revive a life that may be dormant away from you. And so, Father, I pray that um, that revival uh, would start in our individual hearts, that I would look deep inside and say, am I content with the state of my faith and with the state of my relationship with the Lord? And then understand that I can move towards him because he is always there for me. Father, Uh, Father, help us understand that and bless our time as we spend it together. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.